There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, did you know you could enter to win? A micro one-room makeover, including lighting and accessories from Southern Lights, painting by 360 Painting Minneapolis, furniture from Putnam Farmhouse, flooring from Great Floors Minnesota, and blinds and interior design service from Interior Impressions. Do that on the app. And while you're on the app, you can listen to these two do their show each and every weekday. And each show, each day is different. Like, did you know... Tuesdays oh, at 5.30, we have study of duh. <laughs> but on Monday, if you tune in at 5.30, you'd hear Sex Monday. And then and later we in the week, it's a Vintage Scandal. There you and go. And they're all different. They're never, ever similar. No. I can't really. even think of a show that's ever been the same. Really? You use I different mean, words every day. It's amazing. <laughs> and we say a different date. Didn't I say I back up the trail when back, I last oh week gosh. or a couple weeks back ago? Back up the back I've been the writing trailer. down a lot the, of promo highlights today. You did, oh, yeah. Let's see, I wrote yeah. down Sex Doll yeah. at 309. Oh, please. The Machine at 425. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that Compression Garments at 455. Oh, 50, Those yeah. are all funny. Yeah, I know. We and have some funny moments. Yeah. Oh, Julia calling Barnes & Noble a local bookstore was a good moment, no, too. But no, but, but you don't understand. Okay. They literally, they changed management about a year and a half ago, and they have a different strategy now. And I know it sounds stupid, but we got a whole letter from them. Don't you remember that when I was telling you about that last year? No, all right. <laughs> I don't, Julia. But right. I mean, you know, it's it's not Jeff Bezos. It's not Amazon, and they that's right. still that's do good right. things in our community. And they've got and great. We heard from somebody who had a great idea for traveling. Oh, this is a great idea. She buy she finds an independent bookstore wherever she goes, and oh. then she buys a book from there, and then she writes where she was. And bought it, you know, and that's and then, kind of a, so it's a travel log kind of a kind book. of a travel log, and it's always fun to go to a little independent bookstore. So mm-hmm. We had, did that during our three o'clock hour, but now we're going to turn our attention to movie theaters because I can't wait till they do a story on bars because that could be done oh, for days. We're missing we're our music, so ready, but. Will Reeve, um, Casey looks at me this morning, Will Reeve, he goes, is that Christopher Reeve's son? I he said, yes, just it like is. He Once really you does. make that connection, yep. and oh, he yeah. works for GMA. And, and he's traveling his butt off. They fly him everywhere. He's I, darling. I really like he's him. He's darling. I really, really like him, and I like his reporting. But um, the, over the weekend, you know, the news about Godzilla versus Kong, it was like huge box office. <laughs> it was huge good news for movie it won makers. at the box yes. office. So here's Will Reeves uh, with the report. 
Morning, Amy. Godzilla vs. Kong, literally and figuratively, is a monster movie. It's $50 million opening weekend at the box office here, by far the biggest of this pandemic era. A big question, though, is that because of the movie itself or because we feel better about going to movies ourselves? Kong bows to no one. This morning, Godzilla vs. Kong, a knockout at the box office. The newest installment in the Warner Brothers Monsterverse grossing nearly $50 million in the U.S. over Easter weekend and $285 million worldwide. And they're the last one standing. The film, which was released simultaneously in theaters and in homes around the world on HBO Max, exceeding expectations at the pandemic-weary box office. People really wanted to go back to the movie theaters. And of course, Godzilla vs. Kong, special effects, you want to see that on the big screen. Just over a year ago, the pandemic shutting the doors on movie theaters globally, forcing audiences to their couches. These new box office numbers, a hopeful sign of things to come for movie theaters. We have unfinished business. A welcome sign as this summer's blockbusters prepare for release, like Marvel's Black Widow. We have to go back to where it all started. And Warner Brothers Space Jam, A New Legacy. I'm a cartoon? What's up, Doc? Both set to release simultaneously in theaters and on a streaming service. The big weekend resulting in a 15% bump to AMC's stock, a promising sign to many in the movie industry. And the fans happy to be back, even if the experience is a little different in the pandemic. The whole atmosphere, the whole feel of being at the movies, I don't think you can beat that. California and New York are crucial to the film industry, and both states have been easing their theater capacity restrictions. Here in New York, we're at 25% capacity in the city, but theater operators are urging local officials to bump that number up to 50%. That's what it is in Los Angeles as of yesterday. Lots of action in Godzilla vs. Kong and in movie theaters these days, guys. And I think that's what it is here, like at 50%. I would have loved to have seen this at you the movie have. theater, Godzilla. Yeah. yeah. Even though, like I said yesterday, the movie makes absolutely no sense, but I'm so right. happy it reignited the box office. And, I mean, did Rocco like it, though? Yeah, Bruno. He, I um, mean, Bruno, I Yeah, mean, we enjoyed it. I mean, there was, those fight scenes were pretty cool. Amazing. And you don't have, you didn't have to have seen, like, I saw Skull Island, but I didn't see Godzilla King <laughs> right. of the Monsters. And I don't know. I, I mean, maybe it was a miss, a mess, but I think a ridiculous, a ridiculous action movie cannot be underestimated. Like I loved the Meg. I know you did. That was a fun disaster, you know, about the big, huge shark or like, I didn't watch that. Um, Independence Day, oh, well, you know, of course, the, even the, the resurgent. I mean, there's just, I don't know. I, the only person I really like, I did feel bad for when I was watching the movie. I did feel slightly bad for Alexander Skarsgård because I really had hopes that he was going to have like this huge career after True Blood. It's like Taylor Kinney. Right, right. He's Taylor in Chicago. Kitch, I mean. No, Taylor, Taylor Kitsch. Um, that, uh, you know, um, you know, and then, and then, but he was very funny on Kimmel when he said, Hey, you know, hold my banana. I got to grab this lizard. Right. You know? <laughs> he came up with that. So the fact that people are paying to see something they can get with an HBO subscription to the tune of $50 million is good. And there are people I know that saw it at drive ins. Oh, right. Oh, Valley really? I was open. Mm-hmm. 
He's got a movie coming out. He's got Alexander? another one. Yeah, The yeah. North Man, so don't worry. And Did good, you find it weird he had the beard in the beginning, and then he didn't? I thought he was much more handsome with the beard. I didn't even notice. Like, yeah, when she first finds him in, oh. this, in his lab, he was kind of beardy. Wow, Rocco. I don't know. I and was like, hey, who's that handsome guy? You threatened to have a haircut. I, uh, she my my, my haircut You're... lady canceled like twice. Oh, she okay. did. I know. Because Rocco was saying on Friday he was gonna like be a whole oh, new man. I know. I'm trying, but I'll I'll get old. Right. Okay, so Alexander Skarsgård's new movie that is in post production. Mm-hmm. It's about set in Iceland at the turn of the good old tenth century. Oh, that one. Um, a Nordic prince sets out on a mission of revenge after his father's murdered. But listen to who's in it: Anna Taylor Joy. From Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. William Defoe, Ethan Hawke, mm-hmm. and him. Oh. And he plays Amaleth. Okay. Amaleth. Amaleth. Yeah. We are here for you. And good for AMC. Their stock up 15%. Yes. And I know I saw Highland in, uh, the Highland Theater is showing, I forget what they're showing, if it's Raya, but I want to see Quiet Place 2 in a theater. Well, right. That was that the movie. Stop, Lori. Right. Last March. It was coming out the third weekend or something in March. And they, Universal or whoever is putting out a Quiet Place. Did you see the first one, Racco? With the Quiet Place? No. You didn't? The Quiet oh, Place? I know. Oh, it's so good. Okay, that's let me just tell But Rocco, oh, it's that's, not scary. <laughs> it's, it's a thriller. It's psychological. Okay. I even made it through that one. Yeah, it's not It's like, a good date movie. It's not a psych... Yeah, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it is the world. The pandemic is these monsters that if they hear you, they'll kill you and eat you. But you never see them, really. You, you, you don't you see just them, so you just know they're going to be there, so you just have world. to live... So that one feels like a zombie movie mm-hmm. in that way. It's not the same as I just want to know, last night, did you walk around without your shirt on and, and <laughs> fix things around the house for um, no. your instructions to be more manly? I, that didn't work out for me. It didn't. No. <laughs> yeah, well, I laid on the couch and watched basketball. Yeah. And That's no way to get laid, Rocco. Yes, I know. <laughs> I okay, know. they've got a new... I, I know this is crazy, but I'm on AMC's website. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just... I'm kind of dying to sit in a movie theater and eat Same. buttered popcorn and drink a Coca-Cola, yes, you know, and just Julia, go for and it. And see trailers. Yes, and see trailers. I love trailers, and you can talk through trailers. Oh, gosh, Lori and I had this fight because Lori talks through trailers, and I always thought you have to be quiet. Okay, so no. they have on these pretzel <laughs> no. bites this new treat. Like, I love a pretzel with tons of salt and mustard at the ball game or something. Right. But they've got those, but they've also got another one, like an everything bagel pretzel bite dusted with cheeses and stuff. Doesn't that sound good? Mm-hmm. Apparently we're hungry. We had a barbecue here at work today. Yes, we did. We're still hungry. Well, my hamburger wasn't done. Lori I, has to have well, well. Yeah, she has I want to a burnt bur- She wants a burnt burger. I want and a brick it, Rocco. They didn't make it to order for her today. <laughs> Damn it. Um, Damn it anyway. The SAG Awards cooked up about a million viewers across all platforms on Sunday night. So it's not a lot, but it was a short story. And, uh, you know, it was... Uh, it was The entertainment value was small because it was only an hour-long right. show. Um so and when it was repeated, it got it anyway. So it was uh, it was a million. What does it mean for the Oscars? Nothing. SAG was all Zoom. It was very much for the trade inside baseball. Yep. And the Academy Awards are big entertainment, but few people have seen this year's movies. And the Oscars, Roger Friedman is predicting, will be lucky if they get ten million viewers. And it doesn't diminish the movies this year or the people who made that. It was just a weird, weird. Movie year well, in that be, way, in, 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 but it does it because so many of the movies that were intended 
to be blockbusters are still held back. Yeah, right. You know, and, and he, Roger Freeman said, P.S., the opening sketch with Ted Lasso didn't help bring in eyes. It was an off-putter of every kind. Note to Oscars, the opening has to pull people in, not drive them away. Don't make it obscure. Please don't make tenant jokes at the top of the show. Everyone will leave. And I did kind of think that about the Ted. I'm like, why didn't that? That's like such a narrow reach because it's yeah, in Apple the streaming pl- service. And it's Apple well, they Plus may not have and, had a deal. Well, no, but I'm yeah. just saying, you know, like it, yeah. and that did strike me that that was the opening. I was just like, oh my, I'm so sick of this guy. And, and I know the show. And you know the show and you don't like it. No, I watched the whole season. I just, that was a show I binged. And it was too much goodness to binge at once. Oh, I love that. Now there's there's a there's a because he's sugary sweet. Yeah, I know. Rocco, don't you think sugary sweet but funny? Sugary sweet but funny sounds right. Yeah, and it just was too much. It was like eating a whole Kringle. Well, let's come back and get some dirt. All right, let's get dirt alert right after this. This is a my talk dirt alert. Holly, 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 just thank you again for posting the Milo coming out of the gym, even though I know that this is us publicists called the paparazzi and let him know that Milo would be coming out. You're so funny. Oh, no, those thighs are everything. You know what? That's fine if the publicists called people.com and and the paparazzo service, because there are there is a muscular separation of the upper thigh above the knee that must be witnessed with yes. your Aren't own eyes. Listen mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when in a drought, you just yeah. accept the rain. That's right. And the rain is in the form of Milo Ventimiglia's mm-hmm. thighs. dot 1071com on the Lori and Julia show page. Let's talk about the first uh, production from Archwell Productions. That would be Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's first project with Netflix. It has been announced today, and it's going to be a docu-series about the Invictus Games. Oh, I like it. So if you don't know, the Invictus Games is a Paralympic-style competition for wounded service personnel and veterans. It was founded by Prince Harry back in 2014. This project is called Heart of Invictus. And it's going to follow athletes as they prepare for the Invictus Games that are going to be happening in the Hague, Netherlands next year. Okay. And if you remember, Morgan Freeman played Nelson Mandela in a Clint Eastwood movie called Invictus. Yes. And I remember seeing that movie. Yeah. Because these are guys that were in the military that suffered some kind of an injury, life-changing injury that happened when they were in the service, right? That's right. So uh, what they are saying in a statement, Prince Harry is saying this, that since the very first Invictus Games back in 2014, we knew that each competitor would contribute in their own exceptional way to the mosaic of resilience, determination. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Nation and Resolve and that this series, which is being called Heart of Invictus, will give communities around the world a window into the moving and uplifting stories of these competitors on their path to the Netherlands next so, year. Will we join them as they train and hear their stories and 
Yes. I, I, lo- I love this about uh, Harry. I love that he started the Invictus Games. Giving It's basically like, if you will, like Olympics for para, you know, people who are yes, paraplegics so, yes, and quadriplegics. I think it's and, so cool. Yeah. 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 And I, who knows what other kinds of injuries. Right. Yeah. This promises to be pretty riveting television, and Prince Harry is going to appear on camera in the docuseries. Mm-mm-mm. I like that. Gee, how will the British papers make this be terrible? Oh, how geez. is this bringing the world down? Somehow, someone will look tomorrow. I'm sure they're going to figure out a million ways why this is just absolutely undignified and horrible of Harry. <laughs> Yeah, you know, the Daily Mail is going to have some kind of bottom feeder headline about this project. (sighs) But you know what? It sounds like it will be very compelling television. And it's going to give an opportunity for these athletes to share their story with a global audience. Yeah, no kidding. So, you know, it will be probably very, very moving. Uh, Let's talk about this uh, report in The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, This is coming to us courtesy of actor Ray Fisher, who was a star of the Justice League. And he's talking at length for the first time about his various allegations against director Joss Whedon and Warner Brothers executives and concerning their conduct on the movie Justice League. So uh, he's talking uh, about all sorts of things. And one of the things that he's talking about is Joss Whedon and Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman, and how they had a strained relationship while working on Justice League. This doesn't surprise me at all. He, because I feel like Joss his name Whedon, is always associated had, with bad stuff. Well, a lot of the women that he's worked with have come forward and just say how difficult he was to work with. And I think Ray Fisher has said this, too. And he got replaced on yes. the movie, Joss. Yes, yes, he did by Zack Snyder. That's why we had that 36-hour Justice League cut that's on HBO Max right now. He came in and uh, he he rearranged the kitchen, so to speak. But apparently, according to this Hollywood Reporter article, an unnamed source says Gal Gadot had concerns with the revised version of Justice League, including issues about her character being more aggressive than her character was in the movie Wonder Woman. Right. She wanted to make the character flow from one movie to the next. Yes, which makes sense. Exactly. Now, another unnamed source says that the biggest clash between Joss Whedon and Gal Gadot was when Joss Whedon allegedly made Gal Gadot record lines she didn't like and threatened to harm her career if she didn't comply. Oh, come on. Also, Joss Whedon apparently had some not so nice words about Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins. Mm -mm. So this is not. Is he just like a verbally abusive person, too? He sounds like a jerk. Yeah, he really does. Um, you know, according to the source, Joss Whedon told Gal Gadot that the writer uh, that she's going to shut up and say the lines and he can make her look incredibly stupid in this movie. Mm. Another source says that Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins went to battle against Joss Whedon and met with the chairman of Warner at the time, Kevin Sujihara, who eventually left Warner Brothers because he was had an affair with that woman. You remember with the yes. same one that Ron Meyer Yes. At Universal had Mm -hmm. to leave because so Mm -hmm. that's this guy. And they had a a meeting about ongoing issues. It just sounds like a toxic mess. He's he's a big bully because Jason Momoa and I think Jeremy Irons both said he was difficult with them to work with. Why does he? Because some people get off on being a-holes and bullies. That's just a fact. And it's not against the law law to be a bully. To be that way. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not against a 
company standards or anything right. like that. But and they it, did get rid of him. Yep, they did. They did. And now you can watch Justice League on HBO Max right now. Is, and you don't like the new one? or Is that what you're saying? Oh, no, I'm just saying it's like 10 it's, hours long. And no, it's, it's called the Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut. Because he was replaced <laughs> right, because his it, daughter it, took it. his life. Her life yeah, and, yeah. yeah. All right. So this is like, uh, he had like four and a half hours of footage and he edited his, his own cut. Got it. Yeah. Cannot speak to whether or not it's good no, or bad, but the people it. who are going to like it are going to like it, and the people who aren't going to watch it aren't going to watch yeah. it. So there you go. Guys, we got to get the tiny violin out for Chris Hemsworth. Okay. Because he's not considered a serious actor because of his <laughs> muscles. We I talked know. about this. I know. About this? <laughs> well, I mean, just, Holly, you know I, how yeah. difficult it is to be taken seriously in Hollywood when you're really, really, really good looking. Well, Chris Hemsworth has spent hours a day in the gym over the last decade working on his physique to play Thor in the Marvel movies and he said you know I put in some serious time and effort to looking like Thor but that it's not fully appreciated bodybuilders are seen as vanity whereas if I put on a bunch of unhealthy weight or got unhealthy skinny for a role I'd probably be called a serious actor you can go ahead and do that Chris that's what we said you can do that. Get I mean, your agent get to your get you agent the roles. to get you a different job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but you know, and to his point, do you guys think that Chris Hemsworth would do physical transformations in the opposite director after having chiseled his muscles for a decade yeah. to play Thor? I don't know, but it's not our fault, the movie going fault, that you got typecast for Thor. That's up to your agent to try and 100%. get you other roles. We cannot feel bad for your insanely and hot, handsome self. We can't. <laughs> and that, that you live your, you know, in Australia, yeah. you have a lovely wife. Yeah, and more than that, he and, moved to Australia. Yeah. And you have a house that literally looks like a shopping mall Christmas. It does. Right. But he left Hollywood. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Also, mm-hmm. he has a personal training app where you can get Chris Hemsworth adjacent workouts. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to do that tonight. Yeah. We just can't feel for you. It can't. It no. just feels so weird. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Well, boo-hoo. You're I hot know. and handsome. Then we will put our tiny violin away for Chris Hemsworth. I'm going to go back and cleanse my mind with Milo Ventimiglia right now. She can't stop looking at the stop picture looking. you posted on our showcase. We even short page. shorts for him today. Yeah. He's got short shorts. We love the new trend of men in short shorts. Yes. We're going to keep that going. All right, Holly, what is happening in the traffic world out there? Uh, you know, a little this, a little that. We're going to start 61 northbound in Forest Lake. Uh, got a crash by Lake Street and 8th Avenue Southeast. Duh. 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 This duh. is the study duh. of duh, duh with noted duh. academic duh. journal skimmer, duh. Lori. Everybody knows. Uh, yeah, everyone knows that, though, eh? <sighs> Okay, what, what, is, what do we already know, but you're going to tell us we need to know again? Well, Julia, this has, this is just really, I'm glad that somebody studied One Night Stands, because there are just simply, you know, people, here's the main thing. Okay. People will say, I really regret doing a one-night stand. But you're going to do it again, right? (laughs) Now researchers say, yep, you're either a one-night stand person or you're not. And regretting it isn't going to change it if you are a one-night stand person. Interesting. I feel like you go through a phase maybe in your life where you're that person. 
No, but you're either a one night stand either person. Either you did it like, or you did it. I was a complete one night stand uh, person. Were. Yeah, absolutely. I could bounce around in college like nobody's business and didn't regret it. You know, the you're one one night stand yeah. I regretted was uh, maybe the skateboard dude I picked up at First Avenue when I was babysitting your house. I remember that. And he was I remember. I was like, are you I legal remember, drinking age? I remember very but well. But anyway, this oh is a... Goodness. No, this is a good this story. A, oh, this, and she told me years no, later. But you're either a one night stand person yeah. or you're not. And this is a study out of Norway. And they, they found that regretting one night stand... It doesn't really stop women or men from having more one-night stands in the future, even if you did have one where you did really, truly regret. Right. Which, let's face it, if you are a one-night stand person, you've got regrets. Of that, there is no doubt. Yes. Right. You know? Right. Just because beer goggles? Those. One. Yes, sure, of course. Two. Jägermeister goggles? <laughs> uh, right. Three. three. Wine goggles, whatever sure. it might be, okay? The the orgasmic boozy haze of a one-night stand doesn't mean you're not going to have regrets. But people, you think, oh, I'll never do this again. But if you're a one-night stand person, uh, contrary, you will. You'll try it a few weeks later. And so um, researchers said this can apply to other things in your life. Uh, besides one night stands, like what? Show me. I'd like to know surprised. the correlation between one night stands and what If regret helped, wouldn't most sinners eventually become saints? Sure, right. So, is there anything you can do to stop yourself from doing things you'll regret? Not according to these scientists. They say, when it comes down to it, it's your personality, and if you're in the mood, you'll do the same thing again. Wow. Mm-hmm. So just you know, just own it. I guess. I mean, yeah. Is that who are you are? Right. And, pe- and people are that. Right. Like just there are it. people that, like they just they've never had one. I they've never had a one night stand. Right. You know. I was surprised when I met some of those people. I was didn't know that was possible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, really? Didn't you ever travel for work? <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> you never went out of town? My eyes were crossed. Yeah. Who are these people? Where right. do they, what lives did they live? Oh, man. Oh, and funny. really, the one, 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 and it wasn't a one-night stand. Now that I think about it, it was a three-day weekend. There you go. I regretted that weekend. I'm trying With to, the skateboarder? That, the skateboarder, no. he was oh, no, no, that was a one-night. No, this is at my first house, right? Yes. On Colfax, yeah. 58th, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Uh huh. I introduced him to Al Green. <laughs> wow. Did I have a CD on my CD player? No, Lori. So He's funny. like, who is this? I'm like, Al Green. Okay, moving on to another study. Uh, this is a study of duh, I okay. think. Um, your drink order reveals a lot about your personality. Well, no kidding, right? Sherlock. So, um, uh, the next time you get a chance to order whatever it is that you drink in public, don't worry about what the bartender might think. According to a new study, people who prefer the fruitier drinks or the frou-frou drinks, people just automatically know you're more fun. And you think you're more fun. Really? If you want to, if you want like a... Yeah. Brandy Alexander or something? Uh, yeah, no, no, but like, like, like a... Pina colada or yes, something. Or I want a margarita. Okay. Or I want, you know, some kind of uh, 
a long sidecar or, or long cosmopolitan or you know you want like something. is a manhattan would that be considered a fruitier drink i wouldn't well the maraschino cherries absolutely All right, well, what are the other yeah. options besides a fruity drink okay uh well people were given so they did this study and they gave people a choice of how to describe themselves as a drinker okay um fruity um that that they want more like um like a sweet they like the sweet drinks okay they like neutral they also give you neutral flavors so like a vodka right, or vodka something soda. like that um, yep anyway so the top five mixed drinks is what they margaritas number one vodka soda is number two rum and coke three whiskey bourbon or whiskey coke and gin and tonic Yep. And people who like light-colored alcohol are more likely to describe themselves as introverted Well, that relaxed. doesn't roll for us because we both like the light, but yeah. I like the dark, too. Dark alcohol drinkers are more likely to identify as logical and driven, so they were getting people to identify, you know, characteristics. Like, if you like right. beer or you like this, and they were looking at wine. Basically, what does your go-to drink say about you? I say it says absolutely nothing. I would agree because we are <laughs> introverted. Right. And right. that's our go-to drink of vodka, Tito's and soda or something. And, and I'm glad to see this. 85% of people said the bartender's opinion of their order has absolutely no effect on what they're going to order. Wow. Yeah. As it should be. Well, you want to get what you want to. But I think And more people don't care what their friends have to say about what their drink order oh, is. Why mm-hmm. would you? Good. I yeah. read something that you're 20, like seven years old when you finally figure out kind of what you like to drink. Yeah. Cause you do a lot of experimenting and a lot of whatever's on sale, right? You know, whatever the special is. And like then you've, I, you've maybe pinpointed you've kind more of, what you like. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would believe that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's another uh, study of duh for, for you people. Um, uh, glorious gluttony. Americans, when it comes to food, forget the cheat day. Now with the pandemic, it's the cheat weekend. A new study found two-thirds of Americans said their weekend meals are their reward for getting through another work week. Wow. And even 68% of people look forward to what they're going to eat or on the weekend due to their stressful week. I can I, see that. I totally I believe too. that. Well, I have to say, you know... Um, I had key lime pie left over from mm. um, Easter. We it had, had to go down the disposal too. today. You did? That is Mine went pie. down the disposal today. I should have brought <gasps> it in, and I thought, why in? didn't I bring it in for you? Because I needed it out of my house because it turned into all I was eating. Okay. And I had it for breakfast this morning, and I had such a tummy ache, and I thought, you know, it's got to go. Wow, key lime pie breakfast. Don't ever. I, I don't deny do myself when I want to eat something, I eat it whatever time of the day. Yeah. It feels... Right. No, I know. You've got I felt- the best fed disposal west I- of the Mississippi. <laughs> or east of the Mississippi. I, I just wanted key lime pie. Mm-hmm. But it, it's so rich, you can only eat like three bites of it. So I'll just take three bites. I mean, that was my breakfast, but still. Yeah, 44% of Americans said they eat better stuff on the weekends than they do during the weekdays. Is more, more time? And more than half of Americans believe eating can act as a form of therapy. Um because people feel too tired sometimes at the end of the work day and they don't want to cook because they can't decide what to eat or they don't right. want to do dishes. So on the weekend, it is uh, 
it's um, more of a joy. It's you more take of a more joy. joy in it. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't. That doesn't yeah, I would like us. someone to cook for me tonight. Would you? I really would. In case anyone, you can email me if you want to play tennis with me, and if you want <laughs> to cook for me, or maybe we'll just say, or do you want to date me? Yeah. Just I'm taking emails today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So even though more Americans are working from home, it doesn't mean you have the time to cook to make an elaborate meal for lunch and then look for something for dinner and. Also, because the blurry line for people that are working a lot, mostly at home, the line between work and um, uh, I would and all feel like life work. Is, yeah, it all, it feels, all feels like, like work. work. And today in the Star Tribune, they had a story about how people miss their commute. They I, miss driving because driving it it, it separates it, your work life from your personal life and it gives you a chance to decompress decompress before you get home and i used to i remember after mm-hmm. leaving work and i'd sit and think of everything like okay don't bring it home leave it at work right. you know whatever you have to process and if you're just always in the yeah. same space i believe it yeah so well, people this, used to listen to you guys a lot more on the in right, the, well, right. Still, driving. yeah they still a lot of people have converted to streaming an app you know right right but the driving, but the driving is, i do i drive more i feel like since the pandemic's happened cuz i just drive to tennis so far yeah. you know around the cities but i um i like it I'm a driver, though. Yeah. Did you get anybody to email you to be your tennis partner? Nope. Not yet. We're still, we're still we're waiting through all the I've many, also, many responses. I've, I'm vetting. Now i okay, the good. next neighbor app. I've next door. I'm trying other things. Yeah. You know, right. it's a, it's it's someone who has flexibilities in the morning. Yeah. All right. Listen, we mm-hmm. come back, Julia. I couldn't be happier that dermatologists are scolding this star. Oh, all right. Matt, Kelly Clarkson and her band, y'all, covering 3 a.m. by Matchbox 20 on yesterday's show. That was good, right? Yes. And your uh, gal from, uh, what the heck is the TV show that you liked? The Country Cutie? Catherine oh, McPhee Catherine McPhee. And they were talking about that country comfort. Boy, her body is just bones back. Ever. She just had a baby like a month ago or six weeks ago or something. I don't know. I hate that baby bounce. Back I know it. Maren Moritz said something. She made a great comment. Cause people are like, um, you know, when are you getting your body back or something? She says, when people ask me that after, cause she had a baby and she's short like me mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of room for baby to go. It goes in your arms. It people goes in your face. What did she say about it? She says, I didn't lose my body. I don't need to find it back. Right. We need a new term. Yeah. We need a new term, but um, yeah, well, she's been just, everywhere. You can just say, uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but I know my vagine bounds back nice and tight. <laughs> shut somebody up. Can you imagine? I, that would just now, that would be some, hysterical that would be as hysterical. a comment. Uh, I don't know where it's gone, but uh, yeah, you know, it's just, how my vagine bounces back. Right. It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. Okay, so remember last week when Gwyneth gave a... Um, she did a Vogue. Um, 73 questions Not or a 73 okay. questions because you have to be a cover model to yeah. do that. But she did some kind of a goop. And I wouldn't even be surprised somewhere in there might have been buried that this was a paid ad. But she did this thing about her morning routine. routines. Yes, yes. $900. Yes, 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 yes. Mm. The, the smoothie, the the solves the all the stuff the lotions okay. the steaming the eggs the yeah so anyway um she i i was so bored watching it i didn't pay full attention and maybe watch the whole thing but apparently okay. if i had 
we would have caught on to the fact that she made a specific mention of not to slather on sunscreen, but she likes to, and she demonstrated that she puts it on like a highlighter, a swipe across your nose, the top of your cheekbones and your forehead, like, like you would a highlighter where the sun hits you. And, um, so, uh, a dermatologist who was asked by USA Today to view it, she said, um, using sunscreen as a spot treatment and saying just where the sun hits is a very dangerous message because skin cancer, you need to slather. You do. Yeah. So that is literally Have not. Have you ever seen people don't just get sun and stripes on their face. They get it all over. I saw a sunburned kid the other day and I'm like, yep, it's everywhere. It is. Um, I don't know who's more irresponsible, um, an esthetician. On her Instagram story, she called that part of the SPF portion of Gwyneth's video horrifying. I don't know what's more irresponsible, Gwyneth Paltrow actually saying this or Vogue magazine giving her the platform. Wow. And she said that is how she does it every single day. But uh, Goop did release a statement to USA Today saying she does apply sunscreen to her whole face, though the video is edited down for timing's sake, and does not show the full application. But but that's just kind of a ridiculous editing part because everyone knows the number one thing against <laughs> you're supposed to wear sunscreen and you put it everywhere. But she specifically said, I don't slather myself from head to toe. I just put it on where the sun kisses me. Well, <laughs> she's she's an angel. Yeah, I know. She has special treatments for everything. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. Um, All right, Shailene Woodley is very excited about her man hosting Jeopardy tonight. I know she is. She's um, I taped she, it today, so it was today. She yeah. thinks he's a very sexy man. Mm-hmm. Boy, these two are hot and heavy. Julia. It's cute. Yeah. I think it's cute. I'm curious to see how he does. I mean, Rocco, do you have any desire to see him host this? Uh, Maybe. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm curious because I don't feel like he's that charming or interesting. Right. But people are kind of saying he did a good job, so it'd be interesting to see it. I didn't DVR it. But Lamar Lamar, Lamar Burton. He got it full time for sure. No, I don't no, think no. so. That was a petition or something. People oh. would like him to. He's hosted it. He's been one of the people like Katie Kirk hosted right. it. Who's gone? You on. were going to apply, but I, I forget what I happened. I forgot. You forgot to fill out my application because you didn't know where the machine was. <laughs> 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 I called it the machine what because machine? I don't know that people listening to us know what our wire service. It doesn't. Is. Or that, yeah. you know, that thing they is. So don't. I just called I just it a machine it. to give it some interest. I like, think it's a fine It's the name. Enigma machine that spits it's, out. It, exactly. Amazingly ridiculous, <laughs> boring, random facts for all of us to use here and there on our shows on this. Oh, that this is very so station. fantastic how you say that. I, I think in the future when we think Julia's using the machine to get <laughs> random thoughts, I'll play it the sound of a teletype no. machine. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to tell you Julia's both that um, you could see me. My middle finger is pointed at both of you, <laughs> but I'm no longer allowed to use those words on the airwaves <laughs> of this fine place. If we were a podcast, holy cow, That's true. which we are a podcast, but we're a podcast that doesn't swear. That's true because you ever listen to a podcast, every other word is bleeping, 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 heimer, bleeping. Well, it's not regulated by the FCC. Yeah, I know. Um, so anyway, I I challenge you, um, people, 
I'm going to say that about what you start talking about stuff. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about that again. I know where you read it. Well, that would be Rocco would have to have some time to talk about. We're something. willing to give you any time. <laughs> anytime you want, Rocco. Well, tomorrow, okay. it's Wednesday. That's it's right. the we'll hump do, of the hump. The hump of the hump. We'll do some trivia tomorrow. Uh-huh. That'll be fun. It's my last night of bowling. We'll see if I'm as charming as Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Last last night of bowling. Do you guys have playoffs over? Is like the last night of bowling? Do you have a banquet or anything? There's no rolling off for last place. We'll see how we did last week and and see if we did clench last place or if we got second to last. All right. But do the top teams play each other tonight or they I think have they're rolling off tomorrow night. Oh, I see. And the rest of us are playing. Will like, there no be tap. a banquet this year? Is no this banquet. the year of the wash? Okay. No banquet, unfortunately. That's kind of uh I felt very bad about it. I wanted to, you know, say why couldn't we have it? But And you got through I mean, there was no you know, that I mean, being inside bowling, that's kind of a mm-hmm. risky thing and there's no COVID nope. problems, that's good. Well, nope. I mean, I kept my mask on and bowled. So that's how I dealt with it. Right. I was like, I don't know what anybody else is doing, but I'm this not. This is me. I'm I'm covering yeah. my nose. She's awesome. Yeah, so. You're fine. Yeah. We're still here. And, and guess we'll what? we we'll tomorrow. <laughs> with or without a machine. <laughs> Job done. Off you go.